This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode of the Spiritually Sassy Show is brought to you by the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, where Saab began his own career in wellness as a certified health coach. IIN's Holistic Health and Nutrition School will teach you how to change lives, including your own. As a certified health coach, you'll align with your purpose, unlock your potential, and create the career of your dreams. IIN pioneered the field of health coaching with the Health Coach Training Program and created a movement to change the health and happiness of the world. At IIN, you'll not only learn about integrative nutrition, they offer a more holistic and comprehensive approach to care, including incorporating relationships, mental well-being, career, and more. Payment plans start as low as $199 a month, and as a member of our community, you'll save $2,500 off tuition if you mention Sa Di Simone at registration. Discover how to nourish, heal, and thrive in all aspects of your life and career. Sign up today at the link in the show notes and prepare to be empowered to tap into your innate wisdom and live a life you love. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Spiritually Sassy Show. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm so, so grateful you're here. And don't forget, if you love the show, please rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends and your community. Let's keep the momentum of the Spiritually Sassy path alive and thriving and, you know, reminding people that this could be their spiritual home. Anyways, today's guest is someone that I've wanted to have on the show for a while. So I'm so happy that I can have Kevin Garcia on the show. Kevin is a spiritual recovery coach, a mystical theologian and a practitioner, an author, a speaker, and a wild lover of life based in Atlanta, Georgia. Get into this episode and enjoy. I love you all deeply, deeply, deeply. Mwah. Hello, my love, and welcome to the show. I'm I'm only going to freak out for 0.5. What a joy. You're so <laughs> great. You're so lovely. Also, your hair is doing, it's really doing it today. Nice work. Thank you, my darling. I'm doing it for you. It's really such an honor and a joy to have you on the show. I, you know, I discovered you while I was like searching on Google the word, the, the words together, queer mystic. And then you came up. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's how I a found win you. for the search terms. That, yeah. feels, that feels good to know. It was that something feels- on the press that you, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was maybe like you were, you were speaking at Target or I, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was something that they, the press, you know, spoke about you as a queer mystic. And I was like, okay, who is this queer mystic? And I went looking for you on social. And then I just remember watching one of your Instagram lives kind of quietly. And I was just like crying the whole time. The the words you were speaking, the experience that you've had, 
it just like touched me so deeply. And mm. then I just, of course, kept following you and, and, you know, started to be in contact. And I was like, wow, you are a gem. And I'm so grateful to be sharing, um, you know, this, this short human life uh, alongside such brave, such a brave soul. So thank you. Damn. Thank you. I received that. That feels so lovely to hear. And I just want to say I reciprocate everything that you say. Just seeing you out there is such an encouragement for me. I'm just like, listen, if this motherfucker can be as weird as he is, they want to be <laughs> like, what is stopping me? Absolutely nothing. That's so right. it's just you, you give permission to people to go second. And it's mm-hmm. so, I'm just so grateful. And I'm grateful that you would have me here in your space. Um, yeah. How fun. Yes, we are. We're living a very strange time, you know, and like something that really uh, drew me to your work, too. It's like this notion of bad theology. Mm. And so let's jump right into it. What can you explain what you mean by bad theology? Because I think I am a victim of it. I think a lot of people are a victim uh, and then what do we do? You know, explain what it is and, you know, just yeah. share a little bit of your story with it. Sure. So I relative, uh, I came out of the closet uh, about eight years ago. So like relatively still young in some respects, but I feel like I've lived all like like eight lifetimes since I've come out. And as I've like just dove into my spiritual practices and trying to figure out like, uh okay when i was younger i felt god i knew god and then i realized i was queer and all of a sudden it's just like nope you're not allowed to you got to go fix that part of you first that's broken mm-hmm. uh before you can experience god and so i did everything right and you know dated women became a missionary with uh, a very um a pentecostal branch of christianity loki mm-hmm. occult so mm-hmm. <laughs> And on the far side of it, um, when I came out, I was recognizing, I'm like, okay, so now like I, when I say theology, I mean the thoughts that I have about God. Mm-hmm. And so a particular set of thoughts about God are going to yield a certain fruit, which is something Jesus taught us, right? Mm-hmm. And I just saw that the fruit of a non-affirming theology, a theology that said that to be queer or to be trans or to be anything other than straight mm-hmm. and monogamous and heterosexual is sit, not just not good, sinful, and will mm-hmm. separate you from love, mm-hmm. separate you from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, that nearly killed me. You know, you know, a little trigger warning for folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I attempted twice. Mm-hmm. And I, I would just, I was like, that, it's right there. This mm-hmm. almost killed me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anyone else to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I... I I'm like, well, there, there's no better reason to change your mind about something. Bad theology is killing all of us. And it, mm-hmm. as I kind of like meditated on that, I was like, oh, it's not just uh, queer and trans people. It is. Whew. Sorry. Mm. Okay, go. Bring it. But it's. Please. In America, it is um, black people getting shot by police and the police not being held accountable that says that uh, there's there's more. We should have more um, rights for guns than for the people who are getting shot. We should have uh, more people getting rich while more people can't feed their families. It is just, Mm -hmm. 
And so I say bad theology, and why, why I say theology affects everything is because if we understand who we are truly, mm-hmm. when we understand that we are truly connected to love, to every every single creature on this planet, mm-hmm. you can't keep the same practices anymore, and it becomes so much more interesting and delicious. Mm. And so when I say bad theology kills, I mean... It's not just like, you know, when people think about queerness or in Christianity within American context, like there's fundamentalism across any religious spectrum. Mm-hmm. And any time that there is a belief that says who you are is not completely loved by God, like that is mm-hmm. a quest, that is a theology worth questioning at mm-hmm. minimum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the reflexive of that is how do we find theology or thoughts about God that are helpful? And practices mm-hmm. that are helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exactly that. It's stop looking for what's true with a capital mm-hmm. T, because that's going to, what's true mm-hmm. for me five years ago is not true for what's me today. And it's probably mm-hmm. not going to be what's true for me five years from now. Mm-hmm. But what is helpful, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's really like, you know, what makes you come alive? What mm-hmm. makes you bloom? What are those mm-hmm. thoughts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my work in general is helping people identify uh, you know, all the things that would make you think that you are not one with love itself. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's, uh, I think it's like, there's a line from A Course in Miracles that's like, just like, you believe that you have many problems, but you only have one. You believe you are separate from God. And you do not have to believe that you are one with, with God, mm-hmm. but you'd be indescribably happy if you did. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I heard that, I was like, Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, uh, author of a book called Bad Theology Kills, mm-hmm. um, former missionary, uh, currently, I call myself a spiritual recovery coach, and mm-hmm. I work with a lot of folks who are coming out of fundamentalism in one way or another mm-hmm. and help them, you know, let's talk about what happened to you mm-hmm. and let's talk about what's next because mm-hmm. that's when things get really, really mm-hmm. delicious. Let me ask you something. Did you f- feel like God forgot about you through the process? <sighs> yeah, at first. Mm-hmm. At first. And it was it was it was the thing where um I think this happens with anybody who is on a religious path or on a spiritual path in some way. It's when you get um you think that the practice is the mode of your salvation. And it was like, no, no, no. You were not made for the practice. The practice was made for you. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like, as a good, devout, evangelical Christian, it is uh, go to church, Mm -hmm. uh, pray, read your Bible, Mm -hmm. go on the missions trips, make sure you're evangelizing everybody. Don't think about sex. Don't do drugs. uh, Don't do anything bad. Um, Did it like all just, you Mm -hmm. really make your whole life about this one thing. Mm -hmm. And I did it real good, Mm -hmm. you know? Gave my life to Jesus at age, I'll say white Jesus at age nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I, I kept that vow all the way up until I was like 23 years old. You know, not perfectly, but just like, the thing is, if you're willing to diminish yourself, white Jesus will always take you back. Mm-hmm. That's a, so, mm-hmm. and I say specifically white Jesus, because there's a difference between the, the the wisdom teacher and the metaphysical Jesus that you and I both know, and the one that many folks 
mm-hmm. uh, believe to be the savior of the world, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I thought about like, I'm like, God, I've done everything correct. And like, you know, you you brought yourself back from the dead. Like how hard mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. a little sexuality switch be? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know? And what I found was, yeah, it was that people kept saying, you need to find your identity in Christ. If you just put your identity in Jesus, it's just going to be all right. And the moment that I did, mm-hmm. the moment, the real, the actual Christ, mm-hmm. was the moment I was like, oh, like, it's not that, that you weren't speaking the whole time, it's that I couldn't hear you because mm-hmm. I was so afraid of you. Mm-hmm. I was so afraid mm-hmm. of this angry God who wants to punish me and mm-hmm. is actively punishing me because it makes mm-hmm. me better. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they teach. They teach mm-hmm. that suffering is love. Mm-hmm. The punitive and, God, right? The white Jesus is ugh. the punitive. Mm-hmm. It's got all that. Mm. Can you say yeah. more to it? Because I, yeah, sure. I, think, I think the punitive justice system is a direct reflection of this sort of white Jesus, um, you know, disillusioned view of the true prophet the true mm-hmm. you know um you know a, a buddha like creature that jesus was and yeah. um and i still want to hear more about the moment that you felt like god forgot about you so i i i mm. want you to speak about the punitive but i just putting it back into your mind stream because you know i'm going through an extremely hard time right now like my life has mm. never been worse ever and ever ever mm. um and i you know, no doctrine is softening my view. No mm. doctrine is bringing me closer. Uh, and I've been a very religious person for almost 10 years, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm curious about that conflict. And and also mm. I say this with lots of moments weaved into that where I am at peace, where I mm-hmm. am feeling, you know, the mother's love, you know, kissing my 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 skin as the sun. That I am, you know, smelling the fragrance of the angels uh, mm-hmm. in the wind. I, that I am, you know, having thoughts of caring for the well-being of other people as the extension of, you know, the saints and sages who've lived before and fulfilling that mission, the great plan. So, it, mm-hmm. and also just because I am, yeah, the suffering is so intense right now that I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I want to hear you speak about that. And I remember... If I'm paraphrasing oh. something, but Mother Teresa said that, you know, she was mad at God at some point. Oh, yeah. You know, can you speak about that? What does mm-hmm. it mean to be mad at God? And then don't forget the punitive God, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing a lot so at I, you, but those two. No, I think uh, the kind of, the kind of all intersect is that I think for me, I grew up believing that if I was suffering, it is my fault. I have mm. done something to deserve it. It's not God's fault ever. It's always, it's always... If I'm living in the center of God's will for my life, I should be experiencing the joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, understanding of the blah, 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 walking mm-hmm. in the favor. Because mm-hmm. um, that's what whiteness taught me. That's what mm-hmm. white Christianity taught me was that mm-hmm. you put the you put the thing in, you get the right thing out. It's a, it's a Coke mm-hmm. machine, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that... Be, my queerness was a curse. That's what I thought. And so mm-hmm. I I was, and I was, but I was doing everything right. I was more Christian than anybody in my family. To this day, I'm still, the mo- oddly enough, still the most religious person in my family. 
which still blows my mind. <laughs> but I, I think the there's a part of us where it's just like, okay, we're like, there mu- like there has to be a source of this. Mm-hmm. There must be a reason for this God. Mm-hmm. Why are you letting this happen to me? Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. everything right for you. Mm-hmm. And so the story that comes to mind is a parable that Jesus tells. There's a man, he has two sons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, older, hardworking, there for the family business, does all the right stuff, is sticking around for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Younger son comes up to the father and says, I want what you're going to give me in the inheritance in cash because I'm not about this life. I'm out of here. Super disrespectful, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He leaves, takes his, the father gives him what he wants and he leaves. Goes mm-hmm. to the city, squanders everything, sex, mm-hmm. drugs, and rock and roll. Ends mm-hmm. up eating what the pigs are eating. And, and he says, when he realizes what's going on, he's like, oh my God, I, I, did, the, I did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm at rock bottom. What can I do? I can go home to my father. He'll never like. I don't. I don't think he'll accept me as a son again. But maybe I can work for him and just have something a little bit better than eating what the pigs are eating. Mm-hmm. Um, goes home. Father sees him coming on the road. Runs up to him. Puts the robe on. Puts the ring on him and says, "Like kill the fatted calf. My son was dead, but now he's alive." And mm-hmm. then the older son comes to the father and he says, uh, "Father." This is kind of fucked up because I have been here the entire time, the whole time. Mm-hmm. I've been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing what you've been asking me to do. And, and, and why are you doing this for your son who betrayed you and, and isn't doing all this stuff? How come he gets to be the mm-hmm. recipient of all, of all your generosity? Mm-hmm. And then the father turns to the son and he says, just like, oh, my son, you are, all, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. Mm. And it's like, what if the son, what if he asked for the party? Hey, I've been working for you for 10 years, dad. It's like, can we never thought that he was worthy of celebration. Never thought he was worthy of lavish things. Never thought he was worth compassion, sweetness, mercy. Mm-hmm. And um, in that, whenever I think I'm just like, God, like, I used to think that God was punishing me because for something that I must have done. Mm-hmm, I must not mm-hmm. be willing enough. I must not mm-hmm. be good enough. Mm-hmm. And we think that God is out here punishing us. And I draw on the, a lot of the work of like black womanists and black liberation theologians, and especially like James Cone, who his, his work, The Cross and the Lynching Tree, says mm-hmm. that rather than seeing our, you know, the crucifixion as punishment, but seeing, rather seeing as God is standing in every bit in solidarity with every bit of suffering. Mm. that's ever been mm-hmm. and will ever be ever again mm-hmm. saying well, me too i'm mm-hmm. i hurt too i'm so sorry mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. and i think that's even when i feel angry or upset or in my dark night of the soul mm-hmm. and i feel i and you know mm-hmm. you know i'm just on the other side of my saturn return so like things are quite shiny for me in this moment mm-hmm. two years ago no, I guess it was three years ago now when my dad died. Oh, mm. you couldn't tell me that God wasn't punishing me for something that I'd done wrong. Mm-hmm. And that, but on the other side of it, it was like, no, like, 
it's annoying, but suffering sometimes just is a phenomena of love. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, you know, sometimes it is also, a lot of it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. We live in, I live in this world where we live in the, I don't know, I was born mm-hmm. in the late 20th century in the middle of the American empire at the end of late capitalism. Like mm-hmm. there are like, there's so much that is coming mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. queer folks. That's right. And there's also so much that is coming again. You know, you add the intersectional identities on top of whoever you are, mm-hmm. black, woman, brown, disabled, mm-hmm. immigrant, mm-hmm. you know, you name it. It's hard. It is not fair. Mm-hmm. And that's, for me, it's like, I can't, it's not that I can't sit there in that mm-hmm. pain of like, this mm-hmm. isn't fair. Mm-hmm. But what fills me up or what makes me wake up and makes me a little bit more, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it piques my spiritual interest a little bit of like, God suffers with me. Mm. I am not alone. Like, mm-hmm. And like, I didn't used to think that because when I, you know, when I'm standing there in the kitchen with, in the relationship that's falling apart and I hear that my dad is dead, you mm-hmm. can't tell me that I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. And then oh. mm-hmm. I take myself back to those moments often when I feel alone. Mm-hmm. Whew, I didn't know you were gonna bring this out of me. Whew. <laughs> it's my gift. <laughs> oh, bless it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. But when I go back to those moments now and I revisit those painful moments that still come up because damn. Mm-hmm. They come up as often as they need to until I'm apparently going to let them go at some point, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Or maybe um, never. Maybe the grief never uh, ends, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just, <sighs> I think Anne Lamott speaks about, I'm paraphrasing her work, she says, like, we learn to mm. walk with the limp, you know? We're no longer saying, oh, I limp Ooh. and it's bad. And at yeah. some point... Uh, Oof. Yeah. It just is how... Part of yeah. who you are, you have a little part of yourself that's oh aches a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's just you know, like, it's, yeah. Please go ahead. I was just gonna. It's just the, you know, it's it's just learning to. How am I gonna let this love out of me? Because mm-hmm. apparently, I'm stopping it up. Mm-hmm. That's what I think sometimes, especially mm-hmm. when people, especially when people pass, people mm-hmm. die. Ugh, so hard to relate to people when they don't have bodies at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then, then on top of that, you know, me and my daddy didn't have a great relationship. So I got the anger on top of that. How do I mm-hmm. deal with mm-hmm. someone who is apparently now mm-hmm. freer than me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting to to kind of pull mm. back to what you said earlier about like, wait, so I... I'm living through this entire pain and suffering because I brought this upon myself. And mm-hmm. it's interesting if you look through the Buddhist doctrine from a very simplistic way, you know, the natural law of karma says that we're living yeah. out the consequence of our of our past actions. Therefore, mm-hmm. everything we're living out right now, you know, the suffering that we're experiencing, the 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 psychosis, neurosis, the anger, mm-hmm. the jealousy, the 
being taken advantage of or being hurt or hurting, what all the good and all the bad to speak in a dualistic binary mm. sense, it's all brought upon our past actions mm. and, and it spans goes, you know, uh, beyond this one short life in, in, in mm. this, in the Eastern philosophies and Buddhism, um, Hinduism, you know, this, the sort of Vedic Indian religions, it's very much rooted on that past life thing. But how can you look at a, a mother mm. who loved so deeply, who was so caring, such a great saintly creature and sick for four years and then dies without having the chance to say goodbye to her kids? You, you really have everything in your, in your hand to say, fuck you, God. 100%. Fuck you, Buddhism. Fuck you, all doctrines. None of it makes sense. None of mm -hmm. it can has refuge. And then you look at starving people. When I see, you know, I'm active in in humanitarian efforts a anywhere in the world. I am. It's it's something that I have. Uh, it's always been kind of natural for me. But through my own awakening, I've become so sensitive. Mm -hmm. First, I was desensitized, but through my own liberation practice, I've become so so sensitized to the suffering of the world that. It's just always, it's like a natural uh, altruistic tendency, which I'm grateful mm -hmm. to have that. And, and on the other side, I don't have the tools to help everybody, you know, and I just mm -hmm. look at the pain and suffering going on because it's raining in Los Angeles and, and it's cold and people are, mm -hmm. and, and then how, where does God come into that equation? Like how does mm -hmm. karma come into that equation? So, you know, I'm in a phase of questioning everything, you know, like, mm -hmm. and, and, and then questioning the the afterlife, you know. Yeah. Um, and welcome it's, to it's, it. Yeah, it's like so you are harsh. It's so harsh. I mean, like it sounds like you're uh, what a lot of Christians, or at least even folks in my sphere of the interflu internet, mm -hmm. on my side of the internet, uh, we, we go through this thing we call it deconstruction. It's when just like, okay, the thought I had about this mm -hmm. uh, is falling apart now. Mm -hmm. I thought I knew. I had a mm -hmm. really good idea. I also had proof. I had evidence. Like it was all mm -hmm. lined up. Mm -hmm. And now none of it works. Mm -hmm. None of I don't. It's like I know. Like so there's part of me. There's a deep part of me. They're just like yes. I know. Like there's deep truths. I know that God is love. I know that God mm -hmm. is always with me. I know that ba 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 ba. I can do my. Pra I'm going to keep to my practices because I always mm -hmm. do. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. And I am still so mad. Mm -hmm. I'm still. Mm -hmm. And it's like, let me tell you, like at least from where I'm sitting, that's a deconstruction. It, it, you know, it's grief does not give a shit about our doctrines. It doesn't give a shit about our belief system. Mm -hmm. There is just something in us that loves so fiercely that, especially when we lose someone, it will always be the epitome of it is not fair. Mm -hmm. And I will say, yeah. Probably mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that, and that, and this is where, you know, we're asking, it's like, where is God in all of this? I'm just mm -hmm. like, <sighs> couldn't mm -hmm. say, mm -hmm. couldn't say, but mm -hmm. where, uh, you know, where, where was I in that moment though? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was I like, could I be? There was a part of me, I remember, this is the part of me that really like snapped me back to it. I'm like, uh, and got me like out of 
like Christian, like oppressive Christian theology and mm-hmm. conservative Christian land. Mm-hmm. I said, like, if I promise to love myself no matter what, even though God won't, mm. is is that enough for me? Wow. That's if beautiful. God, yeah, even if God, and I just came to me, I was like, yeah, I could love, I can, I can love me no matter what, which apparently makes me more loving than the God that I'm serving. Huh? Wow. And, and so like in, in a lot of my dark night of the souls, it is like, oh, mm-hmm. compassion, 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 compassion. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. you're in pain. This is suffering. Yes. Mm-hmm. No other explanations, no other, mm-hmm. this is how we get rid of the suffering. This is how we transform it. This is how we, mm-hmm. cause like sometimes, yes, eventually we got to get there in some way because we want to feel better. Mm-hmm. But at first, it's almost like I need to grieve and grieve some more, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And especially, like, the harder it was, and it sounds like my sweet, sweet, sweet dear brother. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I, uh, the day that I was flying home to see my father when he was in hospice was the day that he died. and We never spoke mm-hmm. three years. Mm-hmm. And so I just that feeling of non-closure. Mm-hmm. Has he visited woof. you since since he died? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's um he's over on my friend over there um on my piano. Mm-hmm. But and this is what's really like that was like when I started like my my real devotional practice was after he died mm-hmm. because I didn't know mm-hmm. what else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been really lovely. There's just the, the, at first it was just like, I just need you to know that you were an asshole in life. Okay. <laughs> I need you to know that you were not there for me. I need you to know that like, I cannot believe that you got cancer and didn't call me mm-hmm. like what? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and wow. the entire time, everything wow. I heard every time was, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you mean you can just accept this now? And it's just like, yeah. Cause I, He's got nothing holding him back. Mm -hmm. And I've learned, it's just, I've, now that it allowed me to just, I just asked him, why'd you do that? And I just remember like, Mm. you know, whether it was my memory telling me him or it was truly him, I think it was him. Mm -hmm. At least I'd like to, like, it fills me with such joy to think that it was him. Yeah. But knowing that he had a really, really hard childhood. Mm -hmm. So hard. Knowing that he joined the military, the U.S. military, at age 18, had his Mexican identity stripped from him to be a good American. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of bad shit to a lot of bad people while he was in Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. Basically lived a double life. Was incredibly unhappy to the point where he left on Christmas Day because he mm-hmm. couldn't take it anymore. And I just thought, I'm just standing over here thinking he's an asshole. Wait, your I'm dad like, died on the 25th? Oh, uh, no. He, uh, when he left my mother. Ah, Okay. So like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all sorts of, mm-hmm. he was not well. The man mm-hmm. was not well. That's right. And so I have to like, when I see it from that perspective, it's like, oh, fuck. Well, yeah, of course you couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so in some ways, it's I have more understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I also think in some ways, and you can tell me if this is true or not for you, but like, mm. if you had a good relationship with your, with your parent, Mm-hmm. The the passing's harder. Mm-hmm. I I mean like I think about my mother. She and I are very tight. Not ready for that day. 
mm-hmm. know that right now I'm not ready for that day. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, imagine I, like having somebody that you truly loved and were connected to. Yeah, I mean, my mom was my best friend. Yeah. And, you know, the person that I called when things were good, when things were bad, when it was just a a grocery run, you know, or right. a drive or a, an afternoon walk. You know, she was the yeah. person that I talked to multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's really, it, it really puts everything to the test, you know, like. I think when I when I reflect back on what the what why the Buddha went went out seeking enlightenment, at first he was sheltered into the pa- palace, you know, without having access to seeing, you know, change the taking world. place. Yeah, the world, and then, you know, he snuck out of the palace and saw somebody who was sick, somebody who was really old and somebody who was dead. And through seeing that kind of suffering propelled him to be like, how do we live, you know, such painful lives, but how can we, you know, Mm -hmm. like experience the pain without the suffering? Um, (sighs) So I'm kind of navigating that. It's like, it's so painful to lose somebody that you love so deeply uh, and reality just doesn't seem real. It just it's it just feels oh, yeah. so surreal. And and closing my eyes to practice feels like the worst idea ever. You know, mm. the nervous system is buzzing the entire day. It's like yeah. nothing settles you. And mm-hmm. and then you do have moments of clarity where you do feel the unseen world holding you in the form of a, of a, of a friend cooking for you or, or your partner cleaning the kitchen and, (sighs) you know, and also, and then it's kind of like this more sort of existential higher questions. It's like, what do you think happens when people die? Do you believe in the, in heaven? Mm. Me personally? Yeah. Where do you (sighs) think your dad is? Oh man. He's still here. Okay. Um, Mm. I mean, like in, in uh, classic Christian, you know, theology mm-hmm. says that heaven is somewhere else or seven is some somewhere else, some other time, some other place mm-hmm. or some other realm that we go to. Mm-hmm. And Jesus told, says like the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I think that's much more that makes me think I'm just like, oh, it's here. It's mm-hmm. always been here. It's always been present. I just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the only thing is, the only thing is my, uh, my perception of it is impaired by mm-hmm. karma, by my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so at least from where I'm sitting, I've got, I've got two, two reasons that I kind of hold on to this. One, mm-hmm. I think my dad's still with me. The day he went into hospice care, I went to a... I decided this is the day that I'm going to become start my yoga practice again. Um, mm-hmm. And I signed up for a new studio. Didn't know it was a hot yoga studio. Didn't know. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, sweaty Betty, I, mm-hmm. whew, it was mm-hmm. great. Loved it. Got on my back in Shavasana, sobbed the whole time. I'm talking, we're, mm-hmm. we're in there 15 minutes. And I'm just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. like ugly sobbing. Mm-hmm. And I just remember saying, I'm never going to get to really know my dad. And like the thing I heard back so clearly was, uh, you will get to know your father because the best parts of him are living on in you. Mm, and beautiful. I've, that was one of those times where I'm just like, 
that was clear as a bell and that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just cool. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, I think now on, you know, he's been, when did he die? 2018? So yeah, mm-hmm. about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, st- you know, there's these small moments where I just feel him around. It's just like, I can, it just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes me smile now mm-hmm. to think that he's, you know, I, when, you know, one of my complaints used to be, and one of my very, very like mournful statements was, I'm just like, I never got to prove him that I could really live the life that made me mm-hmm. happy. And I'm just like, he's watching it right now. Mm-hmm. He likes it. You know, I get, I still <laughs> get to share this life with him. Mm-hmm. Not in the way that I would have imagined it. Not in the way mm-hmm. that I would want it precisely. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I guess I will choose. <sighs> I'll take what I can get, I guess. Mm-hmm. 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 But it, it just, it fills me with peace to think that he's still with me. Along with like my grandparents and a lot of my other beloved dead. And one of the weird things, this is one of ghost stories, mm-hmm. if you will. Please, I was just about to say, please tell us a mystical story. So, Woo! Come on yeah. now, you want to get... <laughs> so this is one of the re- reasons I'm like, okay, it's very... I am willing, more than willing, to entertain the mm. possibility of they're still with us in some way, all of our beloved dead. Mm. Um, uh, there was a wonderful woman named Rachel Held Evans. She was a prolific progressive Christian writer um, over the past decade, and she, unfortunately, in 2019 passed away from cancer that came on suddenly um and she just like went under went into the hospital and died within a few weeks the when i tell you it oof mm. horrifying heartbreaking for our community in so many mm. ways and so wow. i and she was like before i she shared my blog you remember when blogs were a thing mm-hmm. i had a blog i was trying to be like gay christian mm-hmm. blogger and blow mm-hmm. up in that direction she shared my blog and she was the person who like really like got my name going in like a bunch of different circles she mm-hmm. put like she wrote me a recommendation before i even had a book proposal together she yeah. got me in touch with a whole bunch of other people she was so more than willing and often risked her you know she had no shame she's like no i'm gonna put these people up because they deserve to be heard she was such a champion for us such a good mm. friend Oh, love you, girl. She died. Mm-hmm. Oh, ugh, broken. But like, there was something about her her funeral that just kind of felt like someone said, just like the mantle is now passed to all of us. And so, got a got a picture of her. She's also at my ofrenda. I lead. Fast forward two years later, I'm leading my first you know one day weekend retreat thing where I'm teaching people about like basic meditation, mindfulness stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. Um. That was Saturday. Sunday night, I am thinking about somebody who has just pissed me off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to forget. I've been high vibing all weekend. I can forgive him. I can like sit down and do my practices and I'm going to be really holy. Mm -hmm. Forgive him. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just sitting there. It's like, I love you and I release you to the Holy Spirit. I love you and I release you to the Holy Spirit. And I'm not releasing shit to the Holy Spirit. I am pissed at this guy for being such a dick to me. And my eyes are closed and I'm begrudgingly doing this thing. And I just remember my eyes shoot open and I hear Rachel's voice say, I don't know what you're so worried about, Kevin, you got this. And she's, she had a very heavy Tennessee accent. That's the greatest. Um, and I was like, and I looked over at my altar and I saw her and I was like, yeah, you would say that Rach. Thanks. Next morning, 
I am in seminary at the time. I am in Old Testament class at mm. 8 a.m. And I don't, I don't know about y'all, but if the mm. sun is not in the sky or at least above the horizon, you aren't going to catch my ass anywhere near the waking, <laughs> waking dawn. Um, unless it's for a sunrise thing, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I, get, I check my email, and there's an email from my friend Jana, who I just met, who came to my little mini-conference over the weekend. And she says, mm-hmm. hey, I know this is going to sound weird, but last night I was doing my, my rituals and meditating, and I feel like I got a really strong impression that Rachel Held Evans told me to tell you to stop worrying about it and that you got it. Does that make sense what? to you? And I'm like, Jana doesn't, <laughs> I didn't talk about Rachel no way. Like people know that like we were friends, but just like, I didn't tell mm-hmm. nobody that I had that experience. Mm-hmm. I'm talking the next morning. And wow. I was just like, okay, okay, fine, fine. Mm-hmm. And in that mm-hmm. moment, uh, forgive who? I don't mm-hmm. need, I, mm-hmm. it was like, mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. I need to worry about myself. I need to go. Mm-hmm. Go get mm-hmm. yourself, like, get your degree, Kevin. Stop worrying about people who ain't going to, like, you got this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that that one experience was just, mm-hmm. <laughs> Cracks you open, huh? It puts, it just, it, the belief oof. system, like, the spiritual belief system comes back online fully. Like oh, the, yeah. Like that partnership with the unseen world, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, what the fuck was I doing doubting it? Oh, and that's what... And the answer is, my heart broke. Mm -hmm. Again, that's why I stopped doing it. It Mm -hmm. makes total sense that I would Mm -hmm. be struggling in the way that I'm struggling right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where, like, because, like, of course, like, that one, like, that instance was five, you know, Mm -hmm. what, you know, three or four, three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had uh, peaks and valleys, ups and downs, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, my, uh, it's it's a it's so I guess I don't know for me like my life has fallen apart if it feels like at least two or three times over already and I mm-hmm. I would like it to fall over fall apart again if it means that I can experience a del- more of mm-hmm. love's presence mm-hmm. and even it's the the painful things mm. I hate them I don't mm-hmm. like suffering mm-hmm. I don't like feeling sad. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I also, I don't like trying to like it, get myself enlightened and get over it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just want to be pissed. Mm-hmm. And my friend RV, who's like a genius human, mm. one time I called him and I was in great distress about this something. And he said, Kevin, do you want to throw a pity party right now? And I'm, I'm trying to sit here and be spiritual and like, you know, say it's like, you know, make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. He's like, Kevin, mm-hmm. do you want to feel bad? Do you want to throw a pity party right now? And I was like, yeah, I think I do. And he's like, then just go feel bad. Feel as bad as you do. Mm-hmm. Because that too is part of the thing. That's part mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying that it is a part of it. Mm-hmm. It is, disgu- I, see, this is me like talking from my Scorpio side. I'm just like, please go, is, go for it. No, weakness no, no, is so disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, go. like, but my 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 shadow side is all. I I don't want to suffer. I don't like weakness. I don't like softness. I don't want to cry, and I don't think I should have to. Mm-hmm. And the thing, mm-hmm. but I don't know. When I let it pass through me, oh, oh, it feels it just feels better, and it mm-hmm. it I just it's almost like I'm just 
<sighs> I'm the caretaker to the soft animal of this body. Mm-hmm. And even though I, capital I, highest self person, mm-hmm. in some way, you know, you don't have to suffer. I'm like, well, I'll still be with you as you are suffering. Mm. There's as long there. as it takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I, do you think people can do when their life is has completely fallen apart? Like when someone is mm. is in the dark night of the soul and they are they are you know contemplating unaliving themselves. Like mm-hmm. what what would you say if one of your students asked you that or you mm. um, encountered? Like what are the the steps that that, that Kevin Garcia would offer mm. in that in that level of of crisis? Mm. Well. My um, crisis management 101 brain would probably kick in, and I would probably say, firstly, tell me how serious we are right now. Do you mm-hmm. think that you're going to do this very soon? You got a plan? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, uh, I talk about it quite, quite like, some people are just like, <gasps> we got to freak out again. It's like, no, no, no. The reason people are telling you about these things is because they probably don't want to do them, and they're just really overwhelmed right now. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. I felt. Mm-hmm. And so... I would just ask them first, how serious are we? Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, what steps, like, are you safe for yourself to be around by yourself? Or do you mm-hmm. need support? Mm-hmm. And so, step one, get the support you need, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And don't mm-hmm. have any guilt or shame about it because, oh, I feel like I should be doing it on my own. Well, guess what, bitch? You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. Mm-hmm. And no you know one what? can. No, no one, one can. should. It's yeah. the lie of capitalism that says you should be strong enough to do this on your own. Yeah. And no, 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 no. Let that mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. The second thing I would say is, yeah, tell me about the feeling. Mm-hmm. Tell me about how hard it's been. Mm-hmm. Tell me, like, the. Are you a Mary Oliver fan? Mm hmm. Ugh. The. Wild Geese, best poem in the world sometimes. Um, I mean, I say I'm a fan as in like I know, I know. Oh, okay. You know, I know of, but not like a. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a poem called Wild Geese. Uh, oh. And in it, she says, uh, you don't have to suffer. You don't have to walk through the desert on your knees a thousand miles repenting. All you need to do is let the soft animal of your body loves what it loves. Tell me about your sorrow, and I'll tell you about mine. Mm. And then she goes on to this beautiful thing, talking about wow. the wild. But it's like, at least from from where I'm sitting, mm-hmm. it's like, we have been so, at least from my experience too, mm-hmm. I think in the West in general, we've been so disallowed from allowing ourselves to be sad, mm-hmm. to be as hopeless as we are Mm -hmm. to be uh you know faithless to be you know to just completely fall apart we don't give ourselves a permission to do it every once in a while so we never Mm -hmm. have the 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 capacity to start putting things together again and Mm -hmm. that's the lovely thing about you know life death and rebirth if you will Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. there comes along a season where like 
you know, something knocks down, knocks down your heart's house of cards mm-hmm. that you called faith and religion or, or your spiritual yeah. practice. That's right. And you're like, oh, I got to put it. And it just, it doesn't fit back together the same way because it doesn't fit back together the same way. Mm-hmm. And so if someone is in a deep pit of despair and crisis, I would say like, oh, I'm so glad that you're aware. Mm-hmm. Start with that. You, some people aren't even aware that they're sad. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, what would be one thing to, we could do right now mm-hmm. to make you feel even the slightest bit better, even if it's just sitting here and being sad for a minute? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. make room for the grief, for the sorrow. Mm-hmm. It needs, it's, oh, your sorrow needs your compassion. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need your disgust. Mm. You're, you're like you're like we're so taught to be disgusted by weakness, including myself. Mm-hmm. But like, it's like I have like, you know, if I can't get it from God right now, I got to give it to myself. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. Yeah, the love of God is how I feel. The love of God is the love I give to myself. There is no difference for me. Mm. And that for me is quite comforting. And so I would say the same thing. I'm like the little get, the little bit of love that you're giving yourself right now. That is God's mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. you know. And if you want to feel more of it, try, you know. And you ain't mm-hmm. got to switch. Like I never try to talk people out of how they're feeling. It's just like, no, mm-hmm. right now you're mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I'm with you here. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be with you here, mm-hmm. and together, mm-hmm. let's let's figure this thing out. I've got mm-hmm. I got a lamp, mm-hmm. you know. It's a dark thing. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to navigate right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll help you navigate a little bit. I'll take, I'll help take care of you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't have those people in our lives too. That's the other thing. When you mm-hmm. don't have like a support system, it gets so hard. Mm-hmm. And it's both people on the margins and mm-hmm. also the people at the very top. Mm-hmm. People who are at the very top, especially in their spiritual game too, we think we can't talk to nobody. Mm-hmm. We think mm-hmm. that we have to, oh, I got it. Mm. I got to be the bodhisattva for everybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We we need to be um, <sighs> we need to be willing to be healed too. Mm-hmm. We need to be willing to just be as miserable as we are sometimes and admit it. Because once we do that, oof, mm-hmm. it's like okay, now what? Mm-hmm. No beautiful. clue. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I think you touched upon something so beautiful there too that we think we have to do it alone, you know. Yeah. I think it's such a misconception of the spiritual path. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a misconception of our our individualistic, capitalistic, mm-hmm. self-made culture that's like, girl, we can't do shit by ourselves. Like literally, no. you're you think you're wiping your ass with the toilet paper that you made in the city in the toilet that you made? Like, excuse me, hundreds of thousands of people have come together to, you know. Everything we have is, be, is, is by the blessings and support and the generosity of other people. It's so mm-hmm. crazy to think that we, we can do anything alone, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, there are certain things that you can do alone. You know, I'm, I'm writing in, a, in, in, in my new book called Spiritually We. comes out later this year. If mm-hmm. I ever fucking finish it. You um, can do it, baby. I believe in you. <laughs> I just turned in my manuscript for my second book. Yes. Ooh, you've got this. Thank you, my love. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, slowly being able to 
to finish it. Um, yeah. But essentially, I speak about this the, this like equation of like fifty percent of the work is between uh, you know you your mind, your body, and your past and your heart and whatever soul, you know. And so it's mm-hmm. 50% is between you and you and the other 50% is between you and and the world. And the only way for the realizations that you've had between you and you to become, um, uh, you know, stabilized and grounded and, mm-hmm. and, and really, you know, like as a fertile ground for more of it to blossom, it can only happen in context with the other. So if you say I become, I'm more patient or I am more uh, kinder to myself. And it's like test your material. That testing only happens when you step out of the cave into the world. You know, mm-hmm. um, I can hold myself accountable. Or I can pick myself back up, test that material in relationships, in the community, mm-hmm. out in the world. And, and, you know, the entire premise of the book is that we need each other, that, yes. that loneliness is is the biggest epidemic of all, you know, Ooh. the book is speaking about loneliness and that. And I'm noticing through my own process right now, that's like, I could not go through the process of my mom dying mm-hmm. without my community, <sighs> my family, my friends, Friends were flying from different parts of the country to just come here and make me kitchery and yogurt mm-hmm. and and give me a head massage and a foot rub and clean and, you know, the little things that can kind of make things a little bit mm-hmm. more, um, you know, doable. Mm-hmm. Like it feels a little bit lighter, you know. We need yeah. each other. It's such a vital piece. So thank mm-hmm. you for speaking to that. Yeah. We need softness. Mm-hmm. Like I just finished um, – Trisha Hershey's, excuse me, Trisha Hersey's book, Rest is Resistance. Um, she is also the, the nap. nap Min- exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know she her is work. the, uh, and the yeah. way that that book just has shown me, I'm just like softness, rest, mm-hmm. compassion, mm-hmm. especially at this time in our world mm-hmm. that wants us to go at the speed of capitalism, mm-hmm. that wants us to go at the speed of what, we think is going to, I don't know, get us ahead. We think it's going to make us happy. I'm just like, we've tried it. Mm-hmm. We know it's to, we know it's false. Mm-hmm. Slow your ass down. Mm-hmm. Take it easy. Mm-hmm. And also realize too, like, healing is like this, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so up and down sometimes. Like, you feel mm-hmm. so, like, on top of the world. Like, I'm so connected to God. Like, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And other times it is god is dead uh i don't know about anything i feel awful and you can't talk me into hope right now sometimes it's like that that's right and that's okay it's just like whether or not i feel love it's always there and that's very nice like and and i and i know that and this is what i feel it's like um I wrote this one time for something else. It's just like, I know that God loves me because you love me. And I know that God loves you because I love you. And so if I remember that, like, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. What do you think is the purpose of human life? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) The purpose. Hmm. I think. What is the purpose of the purpose of human life? 
Oh, pleasure, I think, maybe. Mm. Pleasure, and I mean that as in where I find the greatest pleasure is in the, like, when I think about creating delicious experiences with the people that mean the most to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think about, um, or like, that's what I I think that's it. It's just like, what is going to like make me come alive? What's going to make, what's going to make this, this person, this body bloom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and not, and like, what is the purpose of a flower blooming? Right. Mm -hmm. Beauty. Ah! (laughs) Ding, ding. (laughs) For the for the sheer pleasure of being itself. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like, you know, like it, it I think that's it. It's like it's I I want to be, at least for me, I'll say the purpose that, that I find and what makes me come alive is that is finding what makes me blossom, what you know turns me on in the not not, not necessarily in a sexual way, although sometimes depending on who I'm talking to, you know what I'm saying? But it's mm-hmm. I am I'm mm-hmm. looking if y'all are single out there. Mm-hmm. Um, call slide into my DMs, y'all. Just kidding. Um, please don't. Please don't. Um, yeah, I think the purpose of human life, finding pleasure in like being the person that you were created to be, mm-hmm. and just like, and it sounds so fucking basic. It's like, mm-hmm. is it really that simple? I'm just like, I think it could be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, my purpose is to be in joy. My purpose is to love on like love people my purpose is to uh enjoy moving my body my purpose is to write really delicious poems my purpose is to cry when people die my purpose is to sit here with you right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. my purpose after this is to take my dog for a walk you know there's Mm -hmm. um it's just like i don't like i don't like purpose is like such a scary concept for so many people because it feels like so finite it's just like Mm -hmm. it's never one thing Mm-hmm. It's always mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's expansion. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a there's a quote I heard. It was just like the 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 mantra of the universe is not one but more. And I thought mm-hmm. that that was just so neat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More. What's more? I want to know that. It fascinates me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's making you come alive right now? <sighs> like, how do you come- feel most connected to God? Like, what's what's like lighting you up to keep living like what's what's Mm. you know tickling the will to live Mm. wednesday night karaoke Uh, i know that sounds very strange but there is something i i love i love music um i have my piano back there i bought myself an upright piano this was something that like when i was young i was like that's gonna that's that's what means i'm rich i'm just like Mm -hmm. i got that on facebook for 500 bucks it sounds amazing (laughs) <laughs> but it was this thing that I always thought was so out of reach for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but music for me and singing specifically, jazz, a lot of jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, but then just improvising, making up music, that's making me come alive in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I have been, uh, I'm starting a, a new kind of, it's an experiment we'll say right now in my mm-hmm. mind's eye. I hope that it becomes like an actual, like living, breathing, spiritual community. I think it could mm-hmm. work. Um, but I, I'm, I'm drawn into this idea of the crowded table, which is like an online community space that I host, but I want to do it in real life mm-hmm. because the number one thing 
that folks who leave church spaces and like a lot of religious spaces, they say they miss is community, is going somewhere, having some kind of thing that you do together that is cyclical, that is like regular, that Mm -hmm. gets you plugged into a community. It's like a very wholesome hobby that people are missing out on and has so much Mm -hmm. benefit. Mm -hmm. And so many people just don't know how to fucking meditate. So many Mm -hmm. people don't know that it's okay for you to like feel your feelings every now and again. Mm-hmm. So the thing that's lighting me up right now is um, starting in February, we're meeting on the new and full moon and it's just come together. We're going to meditate. Someone's going to give like a sermonette or a Dharma talk or a Ted mm-hmm. talk or something that's going to make them come alive. We're going to quest. We're going to have questions. You get to mm-hmm. talk back to the person who's teaching, mm-hmm. push back, take it further. Let's be, mm-hmm. you know, theologians together mm-hmm. and then let's share a meal together. Mm. And that's it. That's beautiful. Oh my goodness. And that to me, like, it sounds so simple. And I'm just like, I think because it can be that simple. I hope you make it happen. Oh, it's happening. It's going to. Yes. And so it is. Yeah. And I hope I get to experience it too at some point. Oh, 100%. Because this idea is not hard. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. So many of us... Think about like how are we going to like change this world? I'm just like it's something. Uh, Course in Miracles says all the time: it is not difficult. It is just different. Mm-hmm. We think that it's not going to look like anything that we've done before. It's not going to look like the institutions. It's not going to like mm-hmm. it's going to look like an amalgamation of all the best things we've got, mm-hmm. and also not just and, and not drawing from everything like an omnivore just draws things at a salad bar. Mm-hmm. But like in a way, we're just like there's going to be such a deep understanding of these delicious wisdom traditions that we actually get to tap into source in a mm-hmm. real way, in a mm-hmm. way that is going to be able to transform people's individual lives and therefore transforming their communities, mm-hmm. their families. I fully Love. believe that. In my lifetime, I would not be mad if I accidentally started a religious movement. Have you checked with an astrologer? Is that astrologically? Uh... <laughs> I have no clue. Last you time should. I I need to call somebody. Last time I did it was when my daddy died. So like mm-hmm. I'm due. I'm overdue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check in. Maybe astrologically you're meant for it. And also like you know we know we can twist and turn our destiny with, to create whatever we want. The if the will is there and the mm-hmm. and the creativity and the and the you know all of it's there. Um, and the support, yeah. the communities there, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Um, yeah. I think as long as you you tie in your pleasure, your joy with what's greater mm-hmm. for all beings, I think if it's not like a sort of a selfish motivation, which clearly it's not yeah. for you uh, and for everyone listening, you know, when people ask me, um, how do I find my purpose? I'm not, how do I find my purpose is different than what is the purpose of human life uh, in my mm. view. But yes. I think if finding your purpose, it's it's really figuring out what makes you come alive mm-hmm. tied with what can be of support to the greater mm-hmm. good. You know, I, I yeah. wrote about this in Spiritually Sassy, and I love that you said that, um, too. Yeah, because if you try to, like, it's very interesting. Like, it sounds like we're saying we're talking out of two sides of our mouth. Like, you got to have an individual practice. You got to, like, make sure you're centering yourself all the time. It's a both and thing. That's right. And um, there's um, a line, I think this kind of like lends itself to even what we were talking about earlier about like, how do I deal with my own suffering too? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where I think good good friends, mm-hmm. good friend. like we talk about the word community. I'm just like, suspend community. 
mm-hmm. friends. Let's find mm-hmm. some delicious deep friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song, uh, the name of the crowded table comes from a song by uh, the High Women, which is Brandy Carlisle's uh, lady group. And the lyric says, you can hold my hand when you need to let go. And I will be your mountain when you are feeling valley low. And I can be your streetlight showing you the way home. So just hold my hand if you need to let go. Mm. And it's like, that's it. That's what community does. It's like, Mm -hmm. when I am weak, it's Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. They've got got me. Mm -hmm. Again, these are ideals. This is hope. This is what I want so many people to feel. Because Mm -hmm. we deserve this. That's right. That's right. I was actually about to ask you before, you know, two last things before we go. Sure, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and you already said it. it you already started. I was going to ask if you were willing to sing a song, you know, read a poem or or mm. share a prayer for us. All, any of, of the three are, are welcome. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I mean, I would love to sing that song if you if you don't mind. Please, this is the one that I wanted. Option A. <laughs> Option A. Um, yeah. Where's my? I think my guitar is right over there. Hold on one second. Yeah. Let me see. If, is she in tune? Let me look this up real quick. Yeah. I know. I know how to play this song. Ah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, crowded table. It's so Four. good. And it's like the lyrics are to it are so like juicy to exactly what the world needs post pandemic, mm-hmm. what the world needs with like the daily grief and the big mm-hmm. capital T grief, you know, yes. I say capital T grief as in like capital T trauma that comes mm-hmm. when, when the grief, you know, arrives of someone who you love passes. Yeah. So, so I just want to say this one is for you, sweet friend. I want you to know you are so loved and you already know this. I'm sure you do a lot of good for a lot of people and it's okay for you to be as sad as you are. Okay. Cause it's, uh, thank you. And, uh, I don't think it'll always be like this. And that for me at minimum is my favorite prayer is it will not always be this way. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that, darling. Okay. So this song is called crowded table by the highway. Oh, you can hold my hand when you need to let go. I can be your mountain when you're feeling very low. I can be a street light showing you the way home. So you can hold my hand when you need to let go. I want a house with a crowded table and a place by the fire for everyone. Let us take on the world while we're young and able and bring us back together when the day is done. And the door is always open, your picture's on my wall. Everyone's a little broken, and everyone belongs, oh, everyone belongs. 
on a house with a crowded table and a place by the fire for everyone. Let us take on the world while we're young and able and bring us back together when the day is done and bring us back together when the day is done I mean, honey, Uh. holy shit. Wow. Thank you so much. Wow. I hope you record this and, and oh my goodness. And I hope you really like Mm. step into this light, sis, please. Thank you. That was lovely. I've never done it. Like just like impromptu song on a podcast before. That's new. (laughs) I, 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 it's a, thank you. You know, I think it's, it just, I was like watching, hearing you and I'm, you know, I'm always just trying to listen in to what's next on the podcast. We, you know, the team does this whole sort of investigative uh, thing on every guest and they write the questions and, mm-hmm. and then I'm usually like, do I follow this or do I just like listen in? And it sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 I need both. Sometimes it's just to listen in. So I'm glad I listened to yeah. ask you to, for a song and there it is. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for, having me in your space thank you for sharing just space with me and also Mm -hmm. like being so delicious and Mm -hmm. open about what's going on in your heart thank Um, you yeah thank you thank you okay last question before you go just for part of tradition what does it mean to you to be spiritually sassy Mm. to me Mm -hmm. to be spiritually sassy means that um you know who the hell you are and you don't give a fuck what anybody else tries to say about it. That's what I would have just like summed up real succinctly. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Well, yeah. thank you very much, my darling. This was a joy. This was and great. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Loved it too. Thank you so much more soon. And when, whenever the crowded table is happening in person, please message me. I would love to come. 100%. You absolutely have an invitation always. Okay. Mwah. Love you. Mwah. Peace. Bye. Peace. I'm Sadi Simone, and you've been listening to The Spiritually Sassy Show. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And join me next Sunday for another Spiritually Sassy Conversation. Thank you so much for listening, and I love you.